I am so excited to have on the podcast today our beloved Lisa Gibbons. You may know her as Chef Lisa Gibbons, but she recently decided to retire. And so I invited her to the podcast to talk about transition. So many of us are going through a transition of one kind or another. Whether you also are going through a retirement transition, or perhaps your children are leaving the nest, perhaps you're moving out of corporate into an entrepreneurial venture. Perhaps you've decided that you are ready for a new life and a new body and a new elevated existence. Lisa is the perfect person to hold our hands as we move gracefully through these transitions. Because my friend, as you know, it's not a matter of if we're going to be in transition, it's a matter of when. And so just to read quickly a little bit about Lisa, and then I promise I'll get to the conversation right away. But Lisa, she identifies herself as a daughter, a sister, an auntie, a friend, a caregiver, volunteer, and elder. Lisa was a software engineer in the Bell Systems for over 22 years and a founder and executive personal chef of Gourmet Away for over 17 years. She actually has shared some juicy stories with me about working with celebrities. And so if you want to know more, just reach out to her, check out the show notes, and you can get in touch with Lisa. And I have a feeling she would love to indulge you with some really fun stories. I can tell you, Lisa was born and raised in New Orleans. She also graduated from Xavier University with a BS and then Colorado State University with an MS. So that's just a little bit about Lisa. And I'm going to stop talking now so we can get to this conversation. You're going to enjoy this one. Welcome to Nourish with Michelle Fox, your guide to a vibrant life. If consistency has been a challenge for you and you occasionally forget self-care, you, my friend, are in the right place. Tune in for weekly inspiration to nourish your mind. I know your plate's full and I want to help you support a life and a body that you adore. Let's dig in. Hi, Lisa Gibbons. Hi, Michelle Fox. <laughs> How are I'm, you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, my goodness. Good. I am so excited to have you. And before I share with our listeners why I invited you to this conversation, I want to just jump right in and invite you to play with me. Are you open to a rapid fire game? I am. I am. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, because most of us who know you as Chef Lisa, mm -hmm. of course, first question has to be food related. So okay. last meal on earth. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. I would say my last meal on earth would probably be a nice big bowl of garlic and wine mussels. Oh, <laughs> hello and thank you. And yes, please. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. So because I know you love gardening and all things herbal, if you mm. had to choose between lavender or basil, which one would it be? Mm. Hmm. You know what? I'm probably going to say basil. Mm. Okay. Mm. And I love the smell of lavender. Okay. But I would say basil because there's so many things that I can do with basil in food. Mm. Pesto, right? Or just putting on a pizza, 
Yeah, I love, I love basil. I'm actually growing purple basil in my garden. Ooh. And I, I really need to get it harvested. Because <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> because at the time of this recording, I believe it's going to snow in about two days. Exactly, so. exactly. Save the basil. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay, fair enough. At first I was like, mm, pausing because I am a lavender obsessed mama. I love but, lavender. I do. You know, because of the explanation, we can still be friends. Thank you. That? Okay, sure. <laughs> that was a close call. <laughs> All right. And then Thank last you. but not least, would you be willing to share a story from your childhood in the kitchen? Mm. Okay. So I will tell you, there was a lot of cooking going on mm. in my family kitchen. So my mom, who worked all the time, but was the best cook I know. And then my stepdad, he was a seaman. And so he would go away for three months at a time, but he cooked on the ship. Oh. So when he'd come home, he'd cook. Oh. But the the story that I remember very early on is I went to Catholic school growing up and we didn't actually have a church. So we were constantly fundraising. And so my mom would always make vanilla and chocolate fudge to sell at the fundraisers. And she would cook the fudge and let me stir. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Great memory. Yeah. yeah. Oh my that, I think that was probably the earliest I did. I, I did spend time in the kitchen, but that was one that just kind of, I remember. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that <laughs> so leads into what I want to talk to you about, okay. which is transitions. Mm. A lot of the women in my community are going through some type of transition, whether it's hormonal with menopause and perimenopause, Uh whether it's moving out of corporate and into their own jobs, whether it's like me, I was mentioning before we hit the record button that my girls are looking at colleges. And so it's the transition of them thinking about leaving the house for you, you've been through some huge life transitions. And as I watch from afar, they appear very graceful. And so I know (laughs) without a doubt that your story can help a lot of us that are going through it just to have hope knowing that yes, we can get through it and not even just get through it, but we can actually thrive every step of the way. And so I want to start from your corporate career, because a lot of people in our circle know you as Chef Lisa. Yes. That's how you and I connected. Yes. But before that, tell me a little bit more about what you were doing before you decided to become a chef. So, yeah. So I was working in the Bell System. Okay. For 22 plus years. Started out as a software engineer, but transitioned to many different jobs, right? I ended up, I did, I worked on the business side. So after most of my career in the technology side, I, I moved into the business side, which actually gave me lots of skills when I decided to do something different. Mm. And I even did customer support, like the highest level of customer support. So all of these great things. And so, so yeah, so I did that for 22 plus years wow. and I found myself in that last job I was in, because I that last job I did globalization, where my team translated all of our software oh. into multiple languages. That was my last job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine just the way that sounds, the globalization that has like an exoticism to it. But at the same time, it also sounds like you have to be really, really smart. And it sounds like a lot of hard work. Well, the, the my team did all the work, right? Because okay. I had all of the people were from different countries, like okay. Germany. I had people from Colombia, China. It was, so I have 
a group of very diverse people that work for me. Mm. And so they were responsible for making it all happen. And I just, I managed the team. Oh, how rich. <laughs> and so I imagine that took an operational type brain, technical brain. Like, mm-hmm. how do you go from that to saying, I want to cook for people and make these amazing dishes that people okay. always ask me for? Okay. So it's, it's interesting. I'll tell you, Michelle, that maybe it was in two years that I was still at that job. I was taking, I wanted to take a vacation. Now you won't believe what I did. I decided to take a week off. Okay. And I went up to Boulder School of the Rockies, the cooking school. Yeah. And I took a week of French country cooking. No way. I did. (laughs) I did. Not not realizing what was eventually going to happen. Okay. And so I... I learned all kinds of techniques. I learned all kinds of things. And so at the end of the day, we would sit down and eat all the food. But I have to tell you, because I told you about the muscles. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't eat muscles at that time. I had never had muscles, but muscles were on the menu on Wednesday. I remember it was seafood day. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and I thought, oh my gosh. Okay. I told myself, you have to taste everything. So we cooked. It was a wine and garlic mussel dish mm, it just sounds delicious <laughs> and oh i tasted the mussels and that was it you were sold i was i was i was sold on it so <laughs> so so you know that was a week of vacation where i could have gone somewhere else but i really wanted to learn about a little bit more about cooking mm-hmm. so learned lots of new techniques and so fast forward i think it was november of 2004 and so i was uh, two months prior, I had hired a coach, a life coach, because okay. I was really not happy and it was really hard for me to go to work. Mm-hmm. And so that morning we were talking, we had a meeting before my going into work. And I was like, you know, I'm just hating this, but I wasn't willing to just walk away. Right. Mm. So, you know, you have, they call them those golden handcuffs. Yes. Right. Uh, so where, where you have a great income and great benefits, work with great people. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to take the leap on my own. And so I went into the job that morning and I saw my boss, he was never on my floor. Mm. So I thought this is probably not good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's probably not good. And so he came in and he says that they were going to be doing layoffs and they were going to have to lay me off. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you went through all this stuff, right? I wasn't listening to any of it, right? I was just like in shock. And so I kind of got my little papers together. I didn't have to leave, but I decided I wanted to go home and I wanted to go home and call my coach and Mm -hmm. tell her, right? So, you know, it was just like a range of emotions, right? It was like, you know, sadness, anger, you know, fear. It was, you know, what are people going to say? It's all kinds of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I went and I called her and talked to her and she was like, well, Lisa, isn't this what you wanted? And I said, well, I think I did, but I think I wanted to do it on my own terms, right? Not on someone else's terms. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, so I, I had already planned a vacation later in the month and I just decided that I was going to take a month off and just settle with everything. You know, they had a severance package and all of that stuff. And so I did my vacation, came back and I started getting anxious, mm-hmm. right? I was like, okay, you can't be sitting around here not working, right? right? And so I, I'm originally from New Orleans. 
Mm-hmm. And my coach, she was going to some women's meeting and I said, you know what? I'm going to make you a, a thing uh, of pralines. Oh, you know, you know, New Orleans candy, right. To take with you. Okay. And so she took it and she called me and she's like, you know, they like really loved it. Right. And so I said, well, that's good. <laughs> so she said, well, have you ever thought about selling it? Uh-huh. And I said, no, no, I never did. And so she says, I think, you know, with the holidays coming up, I think you should consider it. Okay. And so I said, okay, this is what I did, Michelle. I mm-hmm. went through my email list. Mm-hmm. I had some coding skills and I threw up a website. It wasn't fancy or anything. And then I sent out the thing saying, I'm going to be doing gift boxes of preludes. Yeah. And I, and I did it. And then the order started coming in. So of course they did. <laughs> they did. Of course they did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I give, you know, I, I ship huh? them, people pick them up. I did them in nice, all decorated, really nice. Mm-hmm. And and I actually continued that business uh, for many years. But I realized after that first season, I said, you know, I don't think I can build a business around something that is so unhealthy. Ah. Right. So there was that inner voice is what you and I have talked about a bit offline. Yeah. Because you are very aware of health. Exactly. So I can see how maybe that, well, and I won't put words in your mouth, but did you feel a little torn? Like, wait, I'm working on my body and yet I'm feeding the sugar to all of these people. Exactly. (laughs) I said, you know, maybe seasonally, but I can't build a business around that. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's sort of how things happened. I had to take some time and really look at my finances to see where they were. Cause I think I was beating myself up and I was a very frugal person. I would keep a car for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, would, alone. I uh, would drive the same. car yep. until the wheels fell off. So yep. in addition to my severance, I also had been a good steward of my finances. So I had money in the bank. And so, wait, and I actually, (laughs) sorry to cut you off. I just want to pause Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people who are listening can relate to when you said I was beating myself up Uh and there are some really unkind things we can say to ourselves. And so in that moment, what are you referring to when you were saying you were beating yourself up? Was it around the money? Was it around not having a job? Like what kinds of feelings were you going through? I was feeling like you need to be working. Ah, got it. Right. You, and, and, and the finances said you're okay. But my head was saying you need to get back to work. Interesting. Right. Interesting. And so I found myself at a crossroads is deciding, do you want to just find another job in the same industry or do you want to do something different? And I wasn't really sure. I did, they had career services that they had provided to me. I was talking to those people. I was just like, not digging it. I was like, okay. Like nothing's landing here. It, it wasn't, it really was not landing for me. And so I said, okay, maybe there's something different you can do. So my coach said, I want you to get a book called what color is my parachute? Mm, yeah, love that you book. Know? Yes, I've been through a few transitions over yeah. here, and yes, it's yes. a beautiful book. Yes. We'll actually link that in the show notes. What yeah. color is your parachute yeah. to help others who might be going yeah. through the career transition right exactly. now? Exactly. And so I, I sat up for hours and hours. I had charts and graphs and all kinds of stuff, and I started answering all the questions. Right, and it was interesting because it kept 
leaning to food, mm. right? It kept leaning to food. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, like this is totally different. Um, I didn't think I wanted to work in a restaurant okay. because I understood the number of hours that they were working. And from a pay perspective, it wasn't, you know, great. And, and then you come in from a corporate, you know, yes. you know, coming from a corporate job. Sure. And so I just felt like, you know, that wasn't really the way I wanted to go. So I kept digging and digging and digging. And I remembered that one of my coworkers and one of my really good friends, she had a personal chef. Mm. And she used to come in during the, you know, the work day. And she would tell me, oh, she's cooking all this awesome food for me. She cooked this. And then she'd fill up her freezer and refrigerator and stuff. And so I said, well, let me look into that. You're like, let's just be curious <laughs> about what's happening over here. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I went online and I started searching and I found there was a personal chef association. They had training. They talked about the program and everything. And so I thought, well, I could consider that. And then I told my friend, I said, you know what? I'm considering this. Do you think it'd be possible for me to talk to your chef? I wanted to do like an informational interview. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I scheduled that. I talked to her over the phone. She, you know, validated for me that the training was actually very helpful that they were offering. She did say to me that she thought, she says, well, you know, if you're used to a corporate job, this is not going to do it for you. That's what she said to me. Oh, I thought, oh, she, (laughs) do you think she was trying to warn or do you think she was already feeling competitive maybe, with you coming into the field? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, I don't that's know. Interesting. That's not something that would come out of my mouth. That's I'm like, huh, that's Ex- curious what, ex- why exactly. she would say that. And I was like, for me, I was like, well, you know, my friend is my friend. I wouldn't try to, you know, take her as a client, but, sure. but I said, Lisa, you got what you needed from her. And yeah. so let's just move forward. So I started reaching out to the company, the association. Okay. And so they reached back out. We talked about it and they had two courses. They had a self-study course and then they had a in-person course. You had to travel to the in-person. So I said, you know what? I don't really want to travel right now. So I'm going to do this, the self-study. That's not my learning style. The self-study. It's really yeah. not. Yeah. I prefer the in-person. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah, people Ex- to people. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I went and I started doing the training and I started talking to people that I was looking, this is what I was looking to do. Okay. And so one of my friends said, you can come and cook for me. Okay. So I wasn't ready. Okay. I was not. I or was, you sounds like you thought that you weren't ready. Well, I, well let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you really were not ready. No, because, okay. <laughs> you know, we had gone through all of the survey stuff and what she liked to eat her. It was her and her husband. Okay. And Michelle, I was at her house for eight hours. Uh-huh. Wait, like prepping or you're cooking saying for everything, oh. cooking, packaging. Oh, it was getting dark. Oh, wow. And I, and I said, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> really, I said, if this is what this is like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Right. That's not sustainable. Right. And yeah. so then I got a notice that they were bringing their inaugural class to Cook Street for, they were trying to the feed, yes, yeah, so, yeah. So they were trying to feed students into personal chefing. So they ah. brought the training here. So I called them and I says, I said, okay, so I have the self study, but I understand you're bringing the class. Is it possible for me to come? And they say, yeah, you can pay the difference. No, oh. and come. Ah. So that was that was really what I needed. 
So it was, it was more business, mm -hmm. how to run the business, Good. but also there were, we had a couple of days in the kitchen. So mm -hmm. organizing all that stuff is important so that you're not on your feet all day. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, okay, now I can start. Uh, <laughs> now I can, uh, I can start. And I'll tell you a little story. Yeah. Um, I had still been taking cooking classes in the Denver area okay. and I got a call or email from the person who ran the cooking school. And she says, there's going to be a contest to, they're going to call it top home chef in Denver. So I hadn't professionally started yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I wrote an article or a letter, whatever they asked me to do. Mm -hmm. And then I got a call later on saying, okay, you've been selected to be in the semifinals. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did. And so, so I went to, I think it was a Maytag store. It was like four people and we competed with like mystery ingredients and then they judged. And okay. so I got to go to the finals, which was at the convention center at, it was a share our strengths event for eradicating hunger. Mm. Right. So there was the professional folks who were competing. And then there were, there was two of us competing. Okay. But now this one, I invited all my friends. I invited my pastors. I invited <laughs> make a party out of this one. So all my folks came. And so when we opened up the protein, the protein was giant prawns, right? My friends started screaming, oh, she's got this. She's got this. In fact, you helped us when you and I were hosting the Deltas. You hosted a cooking class teaching mm -hmm. us a shrimp stir fry, which exactly. was amazing. So <laughs> I'm sure everybody's like, oh, she's got this. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So then what? Yeah. So we, there were four judges there and this is, this is so interesting. I was tasting my shrimp dish and I was like, you know, it's off. It's oh. off. There was something. You had limited pantry and everything uh -oh. and three minutes left in the competition, the guy said, we're going to stop you. And we have two more ingredients. Uh -huh. With only like three yes, minutes left. Yes. Oh. He said, he said, pomegranate molasses. I still remember it. And blood oranges. Oh, okay. So I tasted the pomegranate molasses and I was like, okay, this is sweet and syrupy. This is really what I need. And then I put a little bit of blood oranges. And so the what ended up happening is I ended up winning. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. So I won, I won, I won like five, yeah, I won like five thousand dollars in general appliances. I got a new refrigerator, I got a new cooktop, and I got a, a convection microwave. And yeah. now I know that you are a prayerful woman. And so this story already, and I want to hear more, but already speaks to faith. Like mm -hmm. you had faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. You had faith in your God to provide. And so you weren't, it sounds like you didn't even ask to be in this competition. Yes. You found yourself in the competition and you ended up winning a very sizable prize in this and, competition. And and that was very unusual for me because I am usually very laid back. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be out front, but mm -hmm. I just decided, you know what, if you don't try it, you're definitely not going to win. Right. And I thought it might be a good thing as I was transitioning into cooking to have that title, a top um, chef in Denver. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What a blessed way to start your career. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So the beginning of your chef career. Yeah. And now, how long were you doing personal chef work? 17 and a half years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. Is that about how long you were in the corporate world? 22. Well? 22 okay. and so. a half in the corporate. Yeah, it hit 40. <laughs> hit 40. <laughs> and then most recently, your big transition, at least big to me, because when I 
met you mm-hmm. it was chef lisa yeah all day every day yeah and in our time together in our friendship you're like i am tired yeah. i am done i'm like okay but i also found it interesting that your clients are like no 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 no. it's okay if you retire over here but can you still keep cooking for me and you're like no i yeah. am retired yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so before we talk about what retirement looks like today we talk a little bit about boundaries and also yeah. how you came to decide like i'm done i'm ready for the next step yeah so in addition to doing the personal chefing i was also catering right oh, so a yeah. lot even though yes. i had people who worked with me in the business i did most of the work. Wow. Right. And so it was really starting to wear on my body. And in 22 was at the beginning of 22. I said, this is going to be the year I retire. I didn't pick a date. I just said, you know, I'm going to retire. Now I also started to think about my clients, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some clients have been cooking for, for years, my catering clients. I had one catering client he was also a friend. He had a company. I was, I did his holiday parties every year, except one. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like there's a story there. There is a story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that was the year actually that day of his party. I shattered my kneecap. Oh, Lisa. I did. Oh, that sounds brutal. I did. I shattered my kneecap. And as I'm sitting on the ground, all I'm thinking about is my client's party. Mm. And I called him and he says, oh, Lisa, we'll just get some pizza. (laughs) That's what he said. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm heartbreaking. Like, no way. You just hold tight. Let me get to the hospital, see what they say. And they verified that my kneecap was shattered and I would not be doing anything. Sure. So I had a good friend who was a chef and I called her and two of my friends. And I just said, I need you to handle this for me. And they did. Mm -hmm. They, they, they took care of it for me. So, but I was out for six months, right? And that is tough for an entrepreneur who uses her body to make a living. It was really, it was really hard. And I had recently had gotten my first athlete client Mm -hmm. who I was cooking for like three times a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And they said to me, you know, Lisa, just get yourself better. And, you know, he, you know, they have the off season and everything. And they were like, just call us when you're back. And so they did. Well, I called them when I was back and was able to go back and cook for them, but it was really tough. Right. And so I felt like I, you know, and I always say God sustained me. I mean, through the years and through that time, right? Because mm-hmm. I could have, you know, I, I was in a house, a big, a fairly large house. I'd had probably a couple, maybe three years since I had, while I was in my old job. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, the bills are coming in. You got to pay them. But yeah, I was able to do it. And I think part of that is through my, my conservative <laughs> nature around finances. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I don't just frivolously spend. I just, and, and that's what I would say to people. If you have a desire to do something different or something on your own, always watch your finances, mm, you mm-hmm. know, just, you, mm-hmm. you just, you know, like mine a car every two, three years or something like that, or just spending on things. If you have a desire in your heart and you feel like there's something else you're supposed to be doing in the world, just, you know, take care of those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, I want to touch on what you said about your clients saying, mm. don't worry, take care of yourself. Yeah. I'm still going to be here. Yeah. 
like that loyalty to you not only speaks to the quality that you brought to their lives, but mm-hmm. also your loyalty to them. It exactly. sounds like that was easy to reciprocate. Exactly. It, it really was. And mm-hmm. so I just, I always gave 110%. That, that was just the way I did. I always considered that I operate in excellence, you know, and I think my corporate job helped me with that mm. a lot, you know, and in my own values and stuff. And so I just felt like I just had to give them my best. And so I always felt like they were supportive. And even when I decided that I was going to retire, right, I was thinking about them, right? Mm. And not, I, I never tried to say, they they wouldn't find anybody else. For me, I always said there's always somebody out there better mm-hmm. than me. Wait, right? Okay. I, Seriously, break that down. What do you mean by better? Because one, I've had your food I and know. it's amazing. But what do you what do you mean when you say better? No, I, I I really believe that. Um, you know, when when you're trying to bring people into your business, you want to bring people in who are better, who have better skills, right? They, they know how to season food, right? They know how to take care of clients. I mm. believe that there are people out there who do just as well as you do. It's hard so to- So now is that in the <laughs> container of business building? Meaning like you are raising up other chefs to carry on your legacy? Is that what you mean? So not, so when I was- this is, this is really hard when you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. right? You feel like you are the only one who can do things the way people want. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take that attitude, it's hard to grow. Yes. Yes, it is. It's very yes, hard it to grow. Right. <laughs> and so you have to remember that you came along. So why wouldn't somebody else come along who is just as good as you are? Mm-hmm. And so that's the way that I, I had to look at it and say, if I can't find them somebody, they'll find somebody because they found me. Okay. <laughs> That's and that also speaks to abundance, which mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. believe in. Like I believe if you want something, yeah. there's an abundance of resources to get you that thing. Exactly. So, exactly. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, so that's, cool. that's why like when I see other chefs online and they're displaying their food or talking about their stuff, I like to go out and encourage people. Right. You know, that's, you know, that's beautiful what you're doing yeah. because I know that people need them. Yes. Right. And so you, yes. just, you just have to encourage. I mean, it doesn't hurt me at all to, to encourage people. And so, you know, when, when I told them <laughs> that I was leaving, you know, some people were like, well, you know, are you going to refer me? And I did do some referrals. I think some of those people didn't make connections, but some did. And, you know, they just, I just have to believe that they're going to be okay. Absolutely. Because I wasn't Absolutely. always there for them anyway, right? So so I, I, I did that and I later in the, probably about three or four months after I retired, I decided that I was going to start a referral business. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like specifically for other shops. Yeah, because okay. I, yeah. I, I, my website is still up. Okay. I didn't take it down. People still reach out to me. And so I said, you know what? For probably the first three months, I was just referring business. I was just giving it out. Mm -hmm. And I said, maybe you can make a little money. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Retirement doesn't mean we don't make money anymore. Exactly. So, yeah. So it, <laughs> it, it. it's not, it, it's not a lot, but I have, you know, I sent it out to my network and I says, look, you know, I get really high hits on the social, um, social media. So if you're looking for a personal chef, mm-hmm. I come up pretty high. Yes. So people, Your SEO is yeah, amazing. yeah. So people yes. are still reaching out to me. So, Good. you know, I put it out there and I says, anybody want to be on my network? I had a little form for them to fill out what they were looking for. Beautiful. And I, I had a couple, I had a couple people who wanted to be on the list. And so I said, okay, you guys are going to be the ones on my list. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to qualified people and try to make the best fit. And I feel if I don't have a good fit, then I tell the people that mm. I, I don't feel like I have a good fit for you. And I want to go back to, cause that relates back into the boundaries question. Like mm-hmm. when your clients were like, no, 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 Lisa, you're still cooking for me. Like, how are you able to gracefully let them fly away? <laughs> I, 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 you know, when I make up my mind, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Maybe that's all we have to say. Enough said. Regardless, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Carry on. Regardless of what it is, when my mind is made up, right? I, I will feel um, some tension and probably a little anxiety about it, mm. but my mind was made up. Okay. So it was going to happen, right? Okay. There we go. And I just... I just had to put it out there mm. and keep it moving. Mm. So I don't, yeah, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I can tell. So let's close our conversation talking okay. about the joys of retirement. Mm. And again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know yes. you won't even let me. So that's great. Yes. Uh, so with that, mm. I will say, Again, from looking from afar, like you are more radiant, you seem more peaceful, you seem more just at ease in your body since you've been retired. Like, am I picking up on what you are feeling? I really, really am. I Mm. wasn't sure, Mm. you know, because people say, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do in retirement? Constantly, what are you going to do? And I would say, I'm not going to do anything right now. So I I do some things now. I I do some stock trading. I've been, I've been doing that for a very long time. So I do that, but I wanted to be available. My, my 91 year old mother lives with me. Okay. And so I wanted to be able to take her to doctor's appointments. I wanted to be able to, you know, prepare breakfast for her, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I just wanted some ease and grace, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do. I did. I did recently uh, become the board chair of my good friend Nadine's foundation, mm. uh, the Caregiver's Guardian Education and Advocacy. Oh, yeah. we'll definitely make sure to yeah. link that yes. in our show notes because yes. I know yes. a lot of our listeners are either taking care exactly. of an older adult exactly, or they're going to be very soon. And yes. so it sounds it, like that organization it, is a huge resource. Yes, and it's, it's family caregivers. And what we found mm. is that youth are also taking care of family members. Mm. So this yes. is for both. Oh, it's for, yes. Beautiful. So yeah, so I do that, you know, I, I, I'm trying, I walk, mm. you know, I do some exercise. I cook. I do still enjoy cooking mm. and, but it's sort of on my own terms, right? With no pressure. And, you know, if I want to sleep in late, I'll sleep in late. Ah, yes. 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 <laughs> oh my goodness. Sometimes I cool. feel a little you know, but I just say, you know what, Lisa, you work 40 years. So just kind of live the life you want to live, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you've worked hard, you've 
you know, taxed your body. And so just do your thing. Mm. And so that's, that's what I've been doing. Mm. I'm just like, I'm closing my eyes. She's soaked this thing. I'm like, mm. yes, it is possible. It, it is, is possible. It is. Ah, beautiful goals. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to talk to Lisa, corporate Lisa, mm. let's say even just 30 years ago, yeah. knowing what you know now, what kind of encouragement would you give her? I would say to her to get what you need from this job and move on. Mm. Right. Mm. I would say don't linger because I could think back of times during my corporate job, not just the last years, that I wasn't always happy. And so I would say, you know, get what it is that you need and figure out what you might want to do. Even if it's not necessarily on your own, you know, sometimes we go into jobs just because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And so I, you know, I'd say, you know, get what you can out of it and then figure out what's next and move on. So now (laughs) present day. Yes. My last question for you Mm -hmm. is this podcast is called Nourish. And Mm -hmm. so what is one thing you're going to do today to nourish you? To nourish me, I'm going to sit with this lovely cup of tea (laughs) that you have prepared for me, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of it. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. I feel so lucky that I get to sit with you and enjoy mine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here to be in your home. Oh, my goodness. It's been lovely. You Mm -hmm. sincerely, I don't get to tell you enough, but every time I see you or every time I'm in your space, Mm -hmm. you seriously expand my heart. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And now where can my community come find you if they want Um, more Lisa? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. It's under Lisa Maria 60. And that's probably the best place. I've been posting lots of stuff about what retirement life is like for Mm. me. So I'd say find me there. Well, we will absolutely link you in the show notes. And so my friends who need a little bit more inspiration and you want to see that it is so possible to be enjoying retirement, we're going to follow Lisa and just soak it all in. So thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Nourish. Have you been driving, doing laundry or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet. I've got show notes for you. Hop on over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you've just learned on today's show. And then of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time, and it will help you because you will be part of that mission. I'll be back next week, and I encourage you to keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. Big love.